0: Last time, our heroes cleared the deep caves of slimy threats, made a lucrative trade, and recruited the Biclops to help them enter Zul'Gurub. They now stand fewer than 100 feet from the cave's exit, but a troll covered in terrible, poisonous disgustingness blocks their path. We rejoin the party now as they prep for combat, as we queue up for some more Heroic Dungeons and Dragons.
1: Okay, so here's what happens. Falkus sneaks ahead and is being very quiet and is being very careful and has his eye on this huge just poison infused troll who has pushed its way through the rock wall that you know the biclapse was brought in to take care of with you guys and focus as you look it looks like some of the rocks were pushed away some of the rocks are like buried into the ground and couldn't be moved so he had to squeeze his way through like crawling through a smaller hole So it doesn't look like it was easy for him to do this, and it also doesn't look like the trolls who came in before him had a very easy time through here as well, but this one, as he he comes in, he's sniffing, and he's looking, and he's, he's sort of stonking his way through here. And it's, it's very dark in this room other than the light that's coming in. So you sneak in and you're doing fine. And then in the distance, Butch and Ari come approaching and Butch tells the Biclops to stand still and wait for his turn in combat because it's it might get hairy. And he agrees and stands perfectly still and makes no noise at all with his natural 20 on his stealth check. Yeah, I said stonking. It's fine. It's staying in. Don't type at me my mistakes. Speaking he- sure I heard correctly. Yeah. So... You t- Butch, you tell him, all right, you hang back and wait for a minute. And then you and Ari move forward, as does your drift globe that is blasting daylight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with your eight on your stealth check and Ari's 11, you guys are like, it's like you're sneaking with a spotlight on you. And the troll, which does have, you know, you guys have had experiences with trolls. They can see in the dark, But like at this distance, it still would have been tough for him to see you. But no, not with that spotlight on you. He looks up and he sees the two of you and he and starts hurrying forward toward you because he is on the move. Let's get initiative checks from
2: everybody real quick. Yeah, we deserve that.
3: I rolled a 23, beat
2: you with a 24. And I rolled a 20.
3: We did good initiative this time.
1: Yeah, actually, you guys are... geez, we have a 24, a 23, and a 20, and then the NPCs go last. Okay. Falkus, you see... Like, you're, you're lining up your shot, and you're being careful, and then all of a sudden, light in the background, and he just looks up and is ready to run past you, like, in the beneath... Like, you're above him, probably by about, like, I don't know, 10 feet or so. And he's, it's clear that he sees that, and you look back, oh, okay, he sees them. What do you want to do?
4: I am going to hold my attack, but I'm going to prepare it because I want to, I'm going to assume that he can probably get to about here. And so when he gets to about there, I'll ping, somewhere around here is when I'm going to shoot my arrow. I don't want to be, I don't want to shoot it now and get his attention now. I want to rather get his attention here after he probably already has them and their light in his sights. So I'm less of a change of focus is what I'm hoping for is what I want. I want to be, I don't want to be his focus until there's other options for focus.
1: Okay. So in whatever future turn that happens, probably on his turn, you're going to use your reaction to make that shot. So just keep that in mind. You're, If you're saving, if you're going to use your reaction for anything else, it's going to not let you do this. Yep. And also, that'll going to be your action on this turn, but you still have movement and bonus action that you can take if you have anything that you need to do.
4: Ooh, if I do have movement... If I move here, can he see me? Or if I stay low?
1: You would have to... I would say that because the place that you're pinging is literally like 10 feet away from him and then up 10, if you just walked forward, there would be a real risk of you being seen because when you roll a stealth check, you are, and you succeed, you are hidden until such time as you reveal yourself. I think that that will be getting too close to him to, he would, he would be able to see you at that point. So, um, I would say, no, you wouldn't be able to do that and still be seen unless you dropped prone. But if you're prone, you're going to have a hard time shooting that longbow.
4: Yeah, I think I'll just stay where I'm at right now because I'm not I'm not currently seen right now, and he doesn't know I'm here.
1: Okay, Ari, you can tell that this thing has its eye on both you and Butch. It's your turn. What would you like to do?
3: Okay, so he can see me. Okay, and he's only f- forty-five feet away, but you have like the f- extra five feet down, so he's like fifty feet away. Let's call it that. Sure. Okay. Which is still within 60 feet. Okay, I'm going to do my Improved Vicious Mockery, so I need him to do a Wisdom Saving Throw.
1: Okay. Um, keep in mind that the Improved Vicious Mockery is written wrong on your sheet. It uses your regular spell save DC. So
3: 16. Okay. Yeah. Ah, uh,
1: it didn't matter. He only rolled a 6.
3: Perfect. So I am going to mutter to him... Your bark is inferior to your bite. We are going to take it out of you worse than the blight. And I am going to do seven psychic damage. And he has disadvantage on his next attack roll.
1: Okay. So the psychic force of your, you know, your words and your your just, your your meanness hits him right in the face. Um, he takes that seven He's going to have his disadvantage. Let me mark that real quick. Let's say that I think that that was the snail. I think that was the one I was using for disadvantage. I can never remember. Let's call it the snail. Snail means disadvantage. Okay, Um, that's your action. Do you take any movement or bonus action?
3: I'm going to just back up a little bit so that I'm a little further back from the ledge. I don't know how tall he is. He looks kind of tall. But that way, in case he does something like grabbing, I'm still a little further back. He can't just, like, grab
1: Large creatures, I'm going to put them in the 10-foot-tall
3: range, 10, 12 feet maybe. Okay, so yeah, so 10 feet up. Now I'm 5 feet back, so it's going to be a little harder for him to just kind of snatch me. So I'm going to move back a little bit, and that will be my action and everything. I'm good.
2: Okay, cool. Butch, you're up. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move just a little bit, about 10 feet or so, right in his line of sight. I've got my drift globe, you know, trailing behind me. It's bright as day. I am I within line of sight of him? if He's there. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is going up.
1: Yeah, but it's only going up a little bit. I would say that that's probably a two foot difference.
2: Okay. So what I want to do is I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, get over here. You, you ugly piece of pus And Baclops! You get him! And I'm gonna pop rage.
1: Cool, good.
2: And then I'm going to use a javelin to uh, try to hit him right in the gut.
1: All right. Range on javelin is less than 50 feet. It's gotta be more than 50 feet, right? It's gotta be. Uh, Javelin range is 30. 30 feet or 120 feet. So if you're throwing the javelin at this distance, it's gonna be at disadvantage.
2: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Thirty feet or 120 feet?
1: Yeah. So when it shows you a ranged weapons distance, 30 feet is the inside range where you throw normally, and 120 feet is the maximum distance that you could possibly hit something with. And if you're throwing something further than 30 but less than 120, you're throwing at a disadvantage.
3: If she popped rage, though, doesn't that give her advantage, or is that just melee attacks?
1: Melee. Uh, okay. It doesn't give you advantage on attacks it gives you advantage on strength checks and strength saves and it gives you an additional damage on strength attacks. But not an additional not better rolling.
2: And uh, melee. Yeah, I wouldn't get better damage by by throwing it.
1: Oh yeah, no, that does say melee. That's a good point. So yeah, hitting him with the javelin would totally work. At just at this distance, you are throwing at disadvantage because of the because of the range.
2: Well, already said it. Okay, and I already rolled the one. Uh, so I just rolled a an 18. Let me do it again. Ooh, natural one.
1: Natural one, it flies a little wide. Sorry.
2: Okay. You but, have another
1: shot, though.
2: Oh, that's right, I do. How far away is this?
1: Uh, Let's see here. I got you at 50 feet.
2: So if I throw a hand axe... Instead, which is strapped to my uh, leg,
1: Hand axe range is
2: twenty to sixty. Twenty to sixty.
1: Yeah, so it's still going to be disadvantage.
2: <laughs> if I move back a little bit, <laughs> do I have line of sight problems?
1: Um, from here, not. Um, given the. Yeah, given the escarpment there, I would say he's got half cover. So it's going to be plus two to his armor class if you move back around that corner a little bit. If you throw from where you were, you would have a normal attack with you know, disadva- like with disadvantage, um, and then you could scoot back if you wanted.
2: I'm gonna go back to was it, where, where it were. Was it there or was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was about there. It, and I am going to throw a hand axe and mind you I, I i did tell the biclops to uh get in the game
1: mm-hmm. yeah he's right behind and you and
2: i'm going to be throwing no i'm gonna use my inspiration
1: okay then you're gonna roll normal
2: i will nor- roll normal hand axe does a 24 hit
1: Yes, a 24 definitely hits. You pull this hand axe off of your belt, your back, wherever you keep your hand axes.
2: I I keep it strapped to my my leg.
1: Okay. You just pull it out, give it a little flip, throw it. And how much damage?
2: Eight slashing.
1: Okay. So, a couple of things here. First of all, he takes the eight slashing damage. It hits him right in, let's say, the peck. And he's... And as soon as it hits him, there is a spray of disgusting, poisonous uh, material that sprays out from the wound to a distance of probably about five feet. And oh, he, that's not good. He is still running straight. Well, he hasn't actually taken his movement yet, but you can tell like he's on his way toward you. But good hit that landed. Um, do you do anything else in your turn?
2: I'm going to go Back. A little bit, and my my my, my intention was to um, be a tank, <laughs> so to uh, it, uh, get his attention, obviously. So he's not even looking in the direction of Falcos and Ari. but but also, you know, the Biclops it, it, it is there, mm-hmm. and I do have some uh, poison ointment in my bag that's not related to the to the eyes stuff. I just. Have habit in my bag
1: um, okay. um,
2: just FYI uh, but that is my turn thank you
1: okay cool on his turn fight started Biclaps is ready to roll he has a pretty decent movement speed and he's going to take advantage of it he's going to go around you he's going to move up this way and get to here on his movement
4: me taking his necklace is going to get him killed isn't it
1: you don't know, I don't know. Um, and that's all the more movement that he has. He's going to he's going to move forward like this, and you see that he has. I described to you when you first met him his he had like this large chain that he had wrapped all around his his arm. Like it, he has it in his hand, and it kind of he unwraps it like this, and he's got what looks like a long chain chain like it, it's a it's a metal chain, but he's like holding it like it's a whip. And he runs forward and he gets into position and he's uh, ready to go. The troll at the beginning of his turn is going to regenerate some hit points. You see that the the slash that was on uh, where the axe was starts to knit back together again. He runs forward. He's up in uh, the fight with the Biclops. As soon as he's in position there, Falcus, you can take your reaction to make that shot
4: does a 20 hit
1: yes 20 hits
4: Cool. Uh, it's 12 piercing damage plus I'm gonna assume I've got sneak attack
1: um okay give me for the purposes of the okay never mind we're gonna do this exactly like we did because you were hidden from the creature don't don't roll anything you were hidden from the creature so you had advantage it's your first weapon attack with that non cursed weapon so right. you're disadvantage so straight roll we're keeping this one 20 so, yeah, you deal all the all the damage that's on the screen here. What was the total?
4: It is a total for 17 damage.
1: Okay. Um, as soon as you land that hit, more poison comes spraying out of the wound. The Biclops is the only person in range right now and is going to suffer 10 poison damage. You see that the spray just... And it's just when it hits your skin, it sort of seeps in and starts to do that weird poisony burn. He screams, but he's ready to fight. You have... It's not your turn. you That was a reaction. Okay, so the, the troll is going to attack. Um, he's up in combat with the Biclops, and he is going to do... Um, okay, he's going to do the bite. A 16 does hit, and he's going to do... 7 piercing damage and 3 poison damage. And as a result of the poisoning, you can see that the Biclops is starting to like get hazy a little bit. Um, He's going to be poisoned for a short duration. He's also going to do... uh, He's going to claw attack. Natural 1 misses the Biclops and another claw attack of 14 does hit. Uh, The 14 is going to deal... Cheapers. 13 slashing damage and... Five mm. poison damage. Um, mm, the Biclops no. is getting ripped up right now. But that is going to conclude the troll's turn. Uh, Fulcus, what would you like to do?
4: Well, uh, it's unfortunate that um, the Biclops is in range of the acid splash of gore and damage. What I'm going to do... I think I have it here... Yeah. This is an action to do this, though. Um, I'm going to take an action to apply a vial of firebloom oil to four of my arrows. Per the description, I can apply, I can coat four pieces of ammunition or one melee weapon. And that would be my action.
1: Okay. Go ahead and roll a sleight of hand check for me.
4: Yep. I got to make sure I don't coat myself Is a 12.
1: You're a little clumsy. This is the first time you've done this. Um, Let's go ahead and you're going to take, oh, oh, bad dice. You roll uh, high. You take six fire damage because you're like, it's in the middle of combat. You're being kind of clumsy with it. You burn your fingers a little bit.
4: Ouchies. All right. Thankfully, I've got three temporary hit points from the wonderful, wonderful little uh, nuggets this morning from Butch.
2: You're welcome.
4: Thank you. All right, cool. Uh, That will be my turn.
1: Okay. Ari, you're up.
3: I'm able to see the Venom Troll from where I'm at, or do I need to scooch forward?
1: Yeah, you can see everybody from
3: here, clearly. Okay, awesome. I am going to cast a third level Dissonant Whispers. Okay. So he needs to make a wisdom saving throw to see if he moves. So I'm going to turn to him and say it looks like you're starting to molt, so how about you turn around and bolt? He needs to make a 16.
1: I don't know if you have an inspiration from anything previously, but okay, thinking about it. Your rhymes are always on point. Just take an inspiration for that. We gave Butch one already. (laughs) And just because in the interest of fairness and because in the interest of, I should have given it earlier to you and I forgot about it. The trick with the uh, voodoo doll was inspired. So you get one too. Oh, that was so good.
2: That was amazing. I'm glad you you. didn't tell us. I'm really glad you didn't tell us what you were going to do Yeah. before you did it because that was chef's kiss. Thank you.
1: Okay, um... Wisdom saving throw, 11.
3: Sweet, he fails. So two things are going to happen. One, he's going to take 20 psychic damage. Oh. And two, he has to run as far away from me as possible, which hopefully means the Biclops is going to get a attack of opportunity then.
1: Okay, so a couple of things. You hit him with this psychic damage, and it uh, it's in his brain. And there is no other reaction as far as the poison spraying out. Because okay. you and you're, I think you would be in tune enough to notice. Oh, okay, it's when he's it's physical that this is psychic. Okay, so that he wouldn't like create a new wound. Okay, that makes sense. Um, in addition, he is going to turn around and run away, but before he does, I want to resolve a mistake that I made. Okay, never mind. It still would have hit. Uh, the first attack that he made would have been with. Uh, disadvantage. I just rolled a new bite just to see if I needed to fix anything, but as it turns out, either roll would have hit the Biclops, so the damage stands. Uh, what's, he just runs his, his full movement speed?
3: Yeah, it says um, 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 must immediately use its reaction to move as far as its speed allows away from me.
1: Away from you. Okay, cool. So it's going to move. It has a movement speed of 40, so it's going to move like back down the pathway that it came from. Almost all the way to the door as it well, starts to turn and run away. So let's see here. The range. You incur an attack of opportunity when the creature leaves your effective attack range with a melee weapon. So the biclops is gonna use his ability. Oh, it has to be a regular attack, probably, right? Ah, the heck with it. This is this is more fun. I'm going to chain smash. Ooh. Chain
2: smash! Oh, chain smash! Oh, this is great.
1: Okay, so... Change!
2: Chains!
1: He gets five feet away, and the Biclops, like, moves his arm back like this, and when he gets to about the 10-foot mark at the farthest of the, the, the whip's distance, and just, boom, with a natural 20, slams this uh, troll... 10-foot distance on the chain, 5-foot distance on the poison spray. He doesn't get hit by the poison spray. He's going to suffer. The troll is going to suffer. What is 9 and 8? 17? Yep. Okay, 17 bludgeoning damage. Um, And as it's running away, he hits him so hard across the side of the head. Let's get a constitution saving throw for him real quick okay yeah it it rings his bell really good but he's still hauling and he runs and he gets to the distance he gets almost to the doorway and you guys can see because you're tracking him as he's running away there is almost a there's like a visible smog almost a greenish discolored smoky kind of atmosphere outside the cave and he sees that and he stops and then he turns back around because he's going to keep fighting you guys as he gets to the farthest distance of the distant it whispers. And then no, I'm still in a fight. He turns around and he's and he's gesturing like he's about to come after you guys again, but he's at a distance now, and you've you've done a great job of uh, of moving him. Um, do you do anything else on your turn?
3: I am going to just do that. Nope, that's good.
1: All right, Butch, he's a mile away. What do you want to do?
2: I've got to get within range of this guy, and I'm not get. I, I'm not using. Uh, my great (laughs) axe on this guy. Well, I can't do it anyway. But I want to get in within... um... Oh, uh,
1: point of order. The biclops is poisoned, so the natural 20 wouldn't have taken. It would have been a 17 for the attack roll, so I'm going to give the Venom Troll back some of the damage. Continue.
2: Okay. So 30 feet. i got to figure out where I can go to do the thing I want to do. So if the javelin is the javelin and the handaxe are the same except with the javelin I be 30 feet. so I need to get over he- here to, to he- there okay let's see let's see if I can do that.
1: Yeah, you totally can. you got movement enough for that.
2: okay so I'm going to head over to he- here right so mm-hmm. I'm 30 feet away. And I am going to recklessly attack. Nice. Okay, so I will have advantage on this attack with a javelin because I don't want to get anywhere near this guy. Okay, let's go. And, and by the way, I was wrong. I don't have any ointment in my in my bag. Okay. Does a twenty-four hit?
1: Yep, definitely yes.
2: Okay, so let's uh, uh five piercing damage. Okay. Okay. Now I can't like recklessly attack twice.
1: Uh, yeah. When you recklessly attack, all attacks on that turn are reckless.
2: Oh. When you make your okay.
1: first attack on your turn, you can decide to attack recklessly, giving you advantage on. Uh, well, it, okay. It specifies melee weapon attacks, but that's boring. Let's do it all attacks. I'm 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 changing the rules for reckless attack.
2: Oh. You decide to okay. attack
1: recklessly, giving you advantage on weapon attack rolls using strength during this turn. But attack rolls against you have advantage until your next turn.
2: Okay, until my next turn. So if he yeah, if, if he, he gets up to
1: you, he's going to attack with advantage.
2: Right, and I don't have any more movement speed. <laughs> so uh, does a twenty hit? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to roll my one d six plus three for five piercing damage again, and um, there's. No bonus action that I could really do that I could think of. So that'll be the end of my turn.
1: Okay. As soon as each of those javelins pierce him, <laughs> poison spraying out in all directions. Too far away for anyone to actually be affected by it, but it is still happening. The Biclops on his turn is going to move forward again to get back into range. He has He's
2: po- got way more running speed he's got a
1: 40 foot speed the biclops he runs about as fast as you do and staying just outside of the poison range he is going to use an ability the chain sweep he swings his chain every creature within 10 feet has to make a dex save which this thing is probably gonna make nope failure Uh, on a failed save the creature takes damage and is knocked prone so he, <gasps> let's say that this icon indicates prone. It's not going to matter. He's going to get right back up at the beginning of his turn. Uh, but he is going to suffer the 1d8 plus 4 damage. So let's calculate that real quick.
2: Chains! Chains!
1: Uh, So 4 plus 4 is 8. Okay, so he's going to suffer 8 damage. He is knocked prone and then at the beginning of his turn stands right back up again. And is going to heal ten points.
2: Trolls.
1: And is going to honestly the the biclops has been beating him the worst. Um. So he's gonna he's gonna dive on him again. He moves into range and just does his full multi attack. He's going to hit him with the bite. That'll hit. Oh. The claw attack, which will miss, and the claw attack, which will hit. Okay, so let's let's roll some damages. Mm, um, he's he's going to Biclops is going to suffer eight piercing and two poison and is going to continue to be poisoned. So minus 10 on that. And the claw attack is going to be uh, 10 slashing and four poison. That does knock the Biclops unconscious.
2: Ugh. Uh, okay. I really like the bike He's
4: He, he's treated as like a like an even though he's an NPC, because um, I know like creatures and stuff like that. If they get to zero hit points, they're dead. But this guy is getting treated like a player, right?
1: No, to the assumption. Yes, to the fact that he's an ally. But no, when creatures are knocked to zero, they're not automatically killed. In any case, whether they're NPCs, monsters, or, or what have you. But it's general, generally speaking, I assume if you're fighting a monster to the death, you wouldn't knock it unconscious and leave it unconscious unless you declared right. that to be the case ahead of time. Um, gotcha. Which you can totally do. You're allowed to do that. But I don't assume that you're doing it.
4: Gotcha. Okay.
1: Okay. So he is unconscious at the foot of the Venom Troll, who now looks up at Butch as the next biggest threat. Falkus, it's your turn. What would you like to do?
4: All right, uh, Falkus is going to get to the edge. He's going to, even though they just coated those arrows uh, in, in, in flame bloom oil, I'm actually going to take my hands and my gloves. We're going to pull them in tight, run my fingers together, reach out to the Biclops, and I'm going to life grip him to me.
3: <gasps> I forgot
1: we had the gloves. You see Falkus reach out and suddenly... A thin magical tether connects the outstretched fingers of his new magic gloves and as he flexes and gra- like like he's grabbing something like makes a fist and just pulls the unconscious body of the biclops <laughs> flies and lands on the escarpment above right next to falcus that's your bonus action what do you want to do for your uh, action
4: Oh, that's Cronus bonus crazy. action. That's amazing. All right, cool. Um, oh, and for, for the listeners and anybody else here, remember we are talking about opportunity attacks. That doesn't take his reaction, doesn't take his movement at all. Therefore, it doesn't suffer right. from opportunity attacks. So Butch or Ari, I can snatch you away from harm if need be. So we can think about that in our...
2: Oh, plans no. and such. Oh no! Oh no! Keep in
1: mind, there is a um, a recharge on that.
2: Daily. Right. No, I'm just thinking about how many priests have used that to knock me off of off a cliff in dungeons.
1: Oh, I didn't actually attach the charges to it. Um, I'll edit the item so that you actually have a charge checkbox for it. But it's once per day.
2: Very cool. But now. I mean, now I'm smelling more than one troll in the room, if you know what I mean. <laughs> With one charge per day, I don't think I'm
4: going to, unless I know we're not going to get into combat. Maybe. And you deserve it for some of the things you've done. Anyway, um, so since that was just my my bonus action, I am going to notch a wonderfully coated, uh, even though my fingers are slightly singed, flame bloom oiled arrow at the Venom Troll. So it is going to get a attack of Longbow Click and ugh, it does a 13 hit? Uh, no. All right. So I missed with that one and I don't like missing. So I am going to burn my Action Surge and let's not just second Flame Bloom oil, uh, Oiled Arrow at him. Nope. 13 again. I guess that's what I wanted to roll. So nope. Denied.
1: On either side of him, there are arrows that when they hit the dirt, there was like a whoosh, a little bit of a flame and some of the fletching is sort of caught because of the heat, but it dies down relatively quickly. But he looks up at you and sees that you're just firing fire at him and takes offense to that. You, you've had, you have his attention. Uh-oh. I think that's probably Ari's turn now.
3: Yes. Question for, you said he turned around and he looked at the poison, Did he look like he was, like, I know I'm far back, so I may not have noticed this. Did, like, his body indicate, like, he didn't want to go out there? Or was it just like a, oh, ha, and then he turned back around?
1: I'm going to say, first of all, he has a maximum movement that he has to move for the dissonant whispers. Mm -hmm. So he reached the end of that movement. I was flavoring it a bit, but what you got from the flavor was that, no, he does not want to go outside.
3: So what I'm going to do is I'm going to move forward towards the Biclops. Okay. And I am going to cast just a second level Dissident Whispers on him. So I will turn to him and say, listen here, little one. You or Listen here, little one. You better run faster before I make you bow down to me, your new master. And let's see if he does a wisdom saving throw. Uh, all right. Let's
1: see here. Wisdom save uh, 15.
3: Has to have a 16. So he's going to take um, second level damage, which is going to be 4d6, which is 19 psychic damage. And then again, has to run away from me.
1: Okay. Um, he backs up all the way to the entrance. It
3: does it say, yeah, perfect. Alright, that just confers my suspicion that that is not something... Okay, was what I was testing, and then that is all I'm going to do for right now. Alright, Butch, it's your turn.
2: Alrighty. So, uh, um, I'm going to continue with the javelin. Uh, so, uh, uh, look up. this. I, I, I definitely notice what's going on with the troll. The reckless attack stuff... Would have worn off because it's, it's the uh, beginning of my turn again.
1: Right, but you can continue to do it. You can do it at the beginning of each turn if you want to.
2: I am going to do that. So I will use the javelin again. It's the slowest I've ever killed anything because I can't use my great axe and get poison all over me. um And so I will attack recklessly. So I will attack with a javelin with advantage. This is a 25 hit. Sure. 7 piercing damage. And then for my second attack, does a 15 hit. Just barely. 4 piercing damage. Okay. So like we we got to get a 15 on this guy.
0: Yeah.
1: And you are you've whittled him down. He is awful looking. Like I mean he started awful. But He is now he's got like four or five javelins sticking out of him and one hand axe. He's got, I don't think any arrows in him yet. And he is (laughs) oozing with this slimy, viscous material that has severely damaged your new ally to the point of unconsciousness. Do you do anything else on your turn?
2: I'm going to go back about (laughs) uh, 15 feet.
1: Okay. On his turn... Only because we're treating this character like a character. All right. So, uh, Biclops is unconscious. He doesn't take a turn. The troll uh, is going to look over his shoulder, look back at you guys, and try to. He's going to. He's going to use his movement. He's going to go forty feet, which is. Oh no! Excuse me. The troll has thirty foot movement, so he's going to. He's going to run this distance to thirty feet, and then he's going to try to run an additional thirty feet using his action. <clears throat> Using his action, um, he's going to jump up on the lower ledge and try to run past Butch deeper into the cave. Oh wow! He's also going to gain ten health, so his he's, his wounds are closing even as he's running. But like he is trying at this point you've you've hurt him hard enough that he's like I, I, maybe it's maybe I'll take the better part of valor and try to get out. But he definitely doesn't want to go out front. That's going to be his whole turn. Is taking that. Movement. Did he?
3: Get close enough to Butch for an attack of opportunity, or was he
1: okay? Attack of opportunity is a melee ability, and even if he had gotten within five feet, like laterally, um, there's still a 10 foot drop off. So, no, yeah, Falkus, you're up.
4: Alright, um, I'm going to track the movement of the, of the Venom Troll. Like, you know, when you eye somebody and you're following the movement, the head movement. Um, and as I see him going that way, I see that Ari has come up behind me and the Biclops. Um, I'm going to quickly yell at Ari, get him stabilized! Because um, I completely forgot to do that as, as a friend um, to stabilize him because I took the shot instead. So I'm going to yell at Ari to see that she can get him healed up and, and stabilized. Um, and I'm going to take another... Pot shot at the venom troll.
1: Okay, this is your third fire arrow.
4: Yes. Come on. Gosh darn! That's a that's a crit fail with a one.
1: Now, natural one, it wow. skips off the bottom.
4: I have plus ten. I don't know how this is. This is just yeah. All right, not happening.
1: Anything on the bonus action or anything like that?
4: Don't think I have anything that can use a bonus oh, action. You're dying for something. Did you say follow my knife?
3: <laughs> Alright.
1: Uh, yeah, that's all I got. guess it's Ari's turn. What do you want to do?
3: So I will go ahead and I'll use my bonus action to cast a level 2 healing word on the Biclops. Okay. So he will get 11 healing.
1: Awesome. As soon as it lands, he like shakes his head and... He's lying on the ground. He is prone, but he's stable, he's awake, and he'll be standing up in a moment.
3: Okay, and then I am going to move 5, 10, 15, So I'm going to move, so I'm within 5 of the Biclops, or the Troll, which I think is right here. Or do I need to be, like, right no, yeah, you, here? No, you're right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and... I'm outside of Butcher's range, so I'm going to class Thunderclap. So he needs to make a constitution saving throw or take 2d6 of thunder damage.
1: Okay. You, yeah, you, you leap down the 10-foot the distance, and normally that's a hard jump. But you're an adventurer, and also you're magic. And when you land, there is this cacophony of just this echoing, like, Boom! Like a 2-ton boulder just slammed into the ground. But instead it's dainty little Ari, and that noise
0: <laughs>
1: is not going to affect the troll unfortunately. He rolled an 18 for his constitution save, but it was impressive and you left cracks in the ground.
3: It's okay. I looked cool doing it.
1: Yeah, I accept totally that. You totally look cool doing it for sure.
3: Welcome to my And that'll hello. that'll be my my turn.
1: Okay, Butch, you're up.
3: That's what Falkus okay.
1: excels
2: at. So, um, he's pretty close to me, but he is up, up, up the ledge. Um,
1: that's, that distance is negligible. It's a little ledge. He's only up like a foot, foot and a half from you.
2: I'm going to hop up there.
1: Okay. Uh, you're inside of his, um, his space. He takes up, you take up one square. He takes up four squares. He's a large, he's a one size larger
2: creature than you. Okay. Also, so we're we're squarely like in all the range for everything. And I want to figure this out once and for all. And I um, reached for for uh, priest slayer. And I said, you will die attacking recklessly again. Okay. Let's see. (laughs) i miss i miss yep you miss with your first swing and i said no us i said and uh a dirty 20
0: yeah that'll should hit Mm -hmm.
2: okay so 13 slashing damage
1: uh is that including your rage bonus it's 15, right?
2: 15 slashing damage.
1: Nice. Good deal.
2: And he's not down? Not quite. Okay, I'm going to take, oh, take um, this...
1: Oh, just real quick. You and Ari both suffer 10 poison damage. As you slice through the back of the creature, it sprays in your face.
2: Okay. I am not resistance, resistant to poison. So... I'm going to take the chance on touching him, and I'm going to use Quaking Palm. Okay. And I can stun the target. It, it constitution save. It has to beat a 14. Does a natural one beat a 14? <laughs> it definitely, definitely does not. Well, he's going to
1: use it. He doesn't have anything. He's stunned.
2: He, he is stunned until the end of my turn?
1: Yeah. Until Yeah, until the end of your next turn, yes.
2: Yeah, okay. Good turn! Yeah!
1: Okay, on his turn, uh, the biclops is going to get to his feet, takes some half his movement speed to do so. He's going to turn around and see that this thing is covered in bruises, it's covered in spines from all of the javelins that are sticking out of it. It's spraying you guys with poison, but it looks like it's just about down. So, he's going to muster up the strength, and he's going to shake his head and try to unring his own bell, He's going to move forward the remaining distance of his movement speed, and he's got just enough reach on that. Um, chain. Well, here, let's see, because he he has to roll to see if the chain smash comes back, and he never did that. So let's go ahead and roll. That's for the first turn, because I forgot to do it last turn, and we'll do it again. Nope, just a couple of natural ones over here. He does not get his chain smash back. Um, instead, he's going to do his chain sweep, because that's got that ten foot range on it. He's going to make the troll has to make a dex save. Uh, Which it fails. Oh, which it would have failed anyway because it's stunned, right? Right. Yeah, fine. Good. So he's going to, the troll is going to suffer a D8 plus four, which is more than enough to knock it unconscious. Ah! You see the troll fall to its knees and then fall flat on its face, unconscious, and then the bruise starts to fade you see that it starts to crawl back up again as it slowly starts to get some of its hit points back. It's at about 10 hit points right now. It takes half its movement to move to its feet and because you guys are right there in range and it's it can't run away because it's gonna just get knocked unconscious again. It's just gonna turn and try to attack you. Um, Butch, it's gonna roll... No, it doesn't. It, it, can't, it can't stand up. It's prone. It does get the healing. At the start of its turn, it does take the healing. But it is stunned and can't stand up, and it can't attack you. So it is prone. It's prone, right? and it's on the ground, and it's stunned. Falcus, it's your turn.
4: I'm going to yell down. It's like, got to burn it. And then move 5, oh. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Um, I'm out of range of any splash zone, right?
1: You're, yeah, so you are five feet away laterally, but you're 10 feet up. So you are out of range of the splash.
4: All right, then I'm going to try again with my last flame bloom oil. And you know what? We'll see how this happens because I have an inspiration I'm sitting on too. I can reroll an attack roll, can't I? No, you can roll
1: with advantage, but that's not the same as a reroll. I will say this as well. When you make a ranged attack against prone targets they are normally made with disadvantage but because the target is prone and you are above it shooting down at it that doesn't count i'm gonna say so shoot normally
2: but if you were to use and i have to say it before if you were to use your inspiration that you got from the dm now that means you would now have advantage if you want to Yes, please. I want... It actually you set the
4: thing on fire. I want to ensure that this friggin' arrow hits. You
1: have one more fiery arrow.
4: One more fiery arrow. So, here is the first attempt. I think that's okay. And I, I mean, keep I burned the inspiration, so...
1: Oh, are, are you... Yeah, you did say that you were using it, so keep rolling. Because
4: I have to say beforehand.
1: Yeah, you did, You did right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Did uh, you get so, one more, right?
4: yes one. elven accuracy oh yes. Yeah. so I still I mean and let me just say it this way the benefit for this as well is I could still get a natural 20 yeah
1: okay. that's why I'm having
4: you yes. keep rolling perfect um, so for this was a 25 and a 15 and because I have elven accuracy I can reroll one of my advantage rolls so I rerolled and I got a 24 so regardless 25 is the top hit
1: okay with a fiery arrow flying down toward this creature, which is prone and stunned and pouring poisons out of it. But as you know from trolls, very weak to fire. That's going to be more than enough damage. What does it look like when you destroy this creature?
4: Um, so I I yelled as I came running along the the upper uh ledge here. I was like, gotta hit it with fire. And I'm just going to pull this last. I'm like, I pulled the last arrow, get a good look at it and go, all right, gotta do it notch it take a breath ah, and let. And as I exhale and I let go of the arrow it's like dead center squared up with his prone head and just it hits and just bursts with oily disgusting flame and unfortunately and it's just like as I hit I do this the, the, the turn and kind of like turn your head because you know it's just gonna splash and just be disgusting and it's going to splash you too. And I've just turned my head and kind of, oh, well, it is what it is. And Uh, that's it.
1: As the fiery piercing blade of the arrow flies through the troll, ending it permanently, uh, Ari and Butch take nine poison damage. Okay. From its final splash. And then... (sighs) Like the last bit of tension in its muscles relaxes and it is now as dead as the previous ones that you saw on your way through the cave.
2: And through my you I, know I, I shake kind of like a dog, you know, like to get all the gunk off me. And then I turn to Biclops, who is on the ledge just above us, ignoring Falcus. I turn to Biclops and go, You did it! You did it! He sits
1: and goes, Did it! Uh Looks like the way's open.
2: I'm gonna go home. And, uh, before he does that, I'm gonna, I'm set, I'm settling down, I'm settling down, right? I'm not, you know, um, I'm not raging or anything, and I don't look all weird because I'm, you know, whatever I look like when I'm raging. And I'm going to go up there and uh, talk to him and uh, say, Friend B- Biclops, we will always be friends. And we, we-, we thank you for for helping us and you have all the access to all the flowers you need, so... You, you know what? We sure did have a good nap in there last night, and, uh, uh... If you need to take a nap, that's a good place to do it.
1: Nap is, uh... Nap is good. I'll, yeah. Get that, get a snack. It'll be
2: good. Yeah. Good idea. That That helped us so much last night and that's the reason why we were so strong today but we were nothing without you without you we couldn't have done this and and it, you really are a good friend to us
1: he kind of beats on his chest a little bit punches you in the shoulder Ow. in a way that like you're a barbarian you get it you're a panda yeah. you definitely get it and he's
2: I'm
1: Ready to go back. You you go into troll place. I'm not going to troll place.
2: That's that that's a good idea. You've helped so much, thank you. And the the pathway up ahead has enough
4: of a space for us to probably squeeze through, right?
1: Yeah, definitely.
4: Alright, cool. Um Thank you, friend B- Biclops. Rest up. We will fight another day together.
1: Yeah. Pink fight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Inches away from the cave's exit and the mysterious danger cloud beyond, our heroes take a quick and well-deserved breather. The Biclops, having been knocked unconscious a little bit, makes his way home. Soon, the players will make their way out of the caves and into, probably, Zul'Garub. We'll have to wait until next time to see how it goes, though, when it's time to queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at
1: twitter.com/heroicdnd where you'll find our players social media info and a link to our discord server.